food, baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. Cause we in That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. <laughs> That's right. One time for the one time. We are Black versus the Board of Education. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome on this Memorial Day holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, everybody else is off, but we in here getting yeah. the work done. So shout out to us for just being here. Yep. Um, but before we get started, you know, we like to go around the room and let you know who's in the building. But before I do that, I just have to send like. I don't know, give y'all a little bit of education about Memorial Day, the true history of Memorial Day. Um, Memorial Day was started by former slaves on May 1st, 1865 in Charleston, South Carolina, to honor 257 dead Union soldiers who had been buried in a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp. They dug up the bodies and worked for two weeks to give them a proper burial as gratitude for fighting for their freedom. Then they held a parade of 10,000 people led by 2,800 black children where they marched, sang, and celebrated. So shout out to the to the folks who, mm-hmm. oh, come on, come on, hi, Jada. Mm-hmm. What's up, Daniel? Okay. Uh, I mean, her mama's in here too. Hey, Daniel. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so shout out to those who, who paved the way and started the holiday um, because we have to know where things where the genesis of things came from Mm -hmm. in order to effectively celebrate so shout out to them and we are going to go around the room and get some introductions hey Jalen hello my name is Jalen I uh I'm also a uh, you I'm also what who says you also what's this also stuff that means that implies two because I'm like a California and Louisiana native we still Um, on on this all right (laughs) um I'm getting my (laughs) I'm getting my. I'm in the process of getting my um, mm-hmm. my my citizenship of Las Vegas but you're too. In- oh Lord, now you're an honorary <laughs> Las Vegas. So uh, so you're we're in the, we're in the process of that right now, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, tour Stop coming it. soon. Stop it. Tour coming soon. Oh my God, he is on a roll. Coming soon, Miss Jada. Hey y'all. Hey, my name is Jada. I am a graduate here in the Sacramento area. The best class. Don't care. Don't care. I'm glad to be back, and I look forward to talking to our guest today. Yes, awesome. Sir. Right. It's Let's, my turn. Not yet. Not yet. No. <laughs> we got to get to the jumping gun here. Ooh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> nice, nice. Go ahead and pull up Adrian. Oh, Lord. Come on, pull up Adrian. <laughs> uh, my name is Adrian. I'm a college student here in California. I'm also a little sick, so bear with me. Oh because I saw I saw the tissue and I said, "Oh Lord, <laughs> where's Melissa?" Millie. Hi everyone, my name is Melissa. I am in Southern California. I'm a junior, almost a senior, and and I'm really excited for today's episode. Yeah. Now, Melissa, before we go to our guest, you have something coming up this weekend. Are you are you oh, yeah I do yeah I am a finalist for the LA Youth Poet Laureate competition two years in a row. I was a finalist last year and I didn't I didn't win, but 
this year I am also <laughs> this year I'm also a finalist and I'm performing this weekend June 3rd. Okay. Come on, man. Come, Come on, on Miss Prodigy. Okay. We see you. We see you. But you know what? <laughs> we do have a special guest joining us today. We are calling this episode the quarterback of Newscast. Ooh. And please, please, really? please welcome our very special guest, <clears throat> Mr. Brady. Is it Howbly? Howblib. Howblib. Well, see, I almost I almost <laughs> butchered it. Thank goodness you here. <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody and we'll yeah. get, get the party going. All right. Um, I'm Brady. Hal Bleib, and um, I work for KOVR, CBS 13, Sacramento. I'm a reporter. I feel an anchor on uh, the weekend sometimes, and from Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Uh-uh, not, oh, the, not the good Lord. one. What is that? Lord. Goodness gracious. I mean, banana slugs do not pull out the gun. <laughs> that's the Santa Cruz. That's the mascot, yeah. y'all. For banana y'all. slugs? I rock with yeah. the slugs. You mm. rock with the slugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when we met Brady, you were actually doing your debut as an anchor for Sacramento. So mm-hmm. how was that? Was it nerve-wracking having all these black folks looking at you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just nerve wracking in general because it was my first newscast um, anchoring at the station because I'd done it in the past in my previous stations, but Mm -hmm. this was my first time at this station. So I was already a little bit, you know, a little nervous. I had some nerves going and then you guys all walked in and I just have 20 kids just looking right at me. But no, it was my bad, my bad. I'm glad uh, I did decent enough for you guys other than, it's you know, dropping the water. You did water great. Bottle. Hey, wait, <laughs> great. Yeah, I was telling them, yes. I was like, now what did you drop? Because you dropped something when we were there. I'm pretty sure it was my yeah. water It was. Yeah. It was. I thought yeah. it was his phone. No, it was yeah. his phone. Because like, clink, clink, clink. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I hope they didn't hear that. He knocked the sonic rings out in yeah, the water bottle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Because that was during weather. Because yep. I tossed yeah. the weather, yeah. and then I was like, okay, I get to have a little sip of water now. So I took a sip of water, put it down while they were on the weather, and then it just fell off the, the little stool next yeah, to me. So. Okay. Oh, You're human. You make mistakes. Oh, <laughs> Shout out to the weather person who kept it moving because she yep. looked like she didn't hear nothing. That's like, she did. And then, and Professional. Pros. Wait, but, then, but then he had to stop, act like he couldn't hear nothing, but she was clanking. Oh, yeah. He was like, she was clanking. So I told you that I had a question about the um, teleprompter. teleprompter. So do you get a glance of the stories before you're expected to read them live? Mm -hmm. Okay. So most of the time you do. So, you know, prior to the newscast, I'm going over the scripts, uh, making them better for the way I would read something, the way I would say it in my natural voice. So that's what I spend at least a couple hours doing before I even get up, get on the desk before okay. I'm even in a tie and everything is just going through the, um, the scripts. And then, but sometimes you have breaking news and then sometimes right. they just throw that in the teleprompter and you kind of just have to be ready for it and just mm-hmm. kind of roll with the punches in a way. So when they're, they're breaking news, right? Have you ever started reading something? You like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> that, well, Thankfully, we have some, you know, our producers will get in my ear and say, hey, we do have some breaking news. This is what's happening. And then I'll I'll have I'll write it down and then they'll say, OK, after this story, we're going to be going to uh, the breaking news. I'm like, OK, got it. So I at least jot down three or four notes about it and then kind of what we're working on at the time. And mm-hmm. then that's then we then we break it. Melissa, mm-hmm. what you got? How, how do you keep your composure? Like, especially when breaking news happens and they're in your ear, like, 
a minute before you are about to go live again? Like, how do you keep your composure and actually focus on what you're supposed? Is it just like practice? Does it come naturally? I would totally freak out. Oh man. <laughs> I think, I think everything comes with time and practice. You know, I remember the first time doing a uh, first time anchoring four years ago. And I mean, it's you, you start at one spot, you know, and you, you just work on it. It's all repetition based. Everything I think in this job is just the day in and day out grind of it and mm -hmm. keeping the composure. I think, yeah, when you do it enough times, you just, it just kind of comes second nature to you. So, um, and also just being yourself and not overthinking anything is one of the biggest aspects I think to come off authentic and real to the viewers because they don't want to see a robot. Right. You know, they could hire somebody to, or like create a or robot not. to. Yeah. 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 Shout just, out to AI. Yeah. 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 No, they really should. They, oh. could. But they want, they want somebody that's also feeling the emotion of a story with them. If it's a really tragic story, if it's a really happy story, you want to be able to share that with somebody and you're supposed to be able to connect with the viewers. So mm -hmm. I think coming off, um, it's not, necessarily keeping your composure i i would say it's just being you like being yourself um in a professional setting you okay, know? Gotcha. <laughs> 100%. honestly um i remember when we were in the news station them mentioning how it's important that the anchor has a sense of personality and can connect with the viewers because you're the first person that they see mm -hmm. when they turn on the news you're the one who's keeping it together bouncing back and forth back to you back to me back to you back to me and seeing you do it and then like seeing when you like weren't on screen and you were kind of just being your like natural goofy self it just made me giggle because it's like okay so like he's he's a real fresh and okay because like it was <laughs> it's different than seeing you talk to a screen compared to how you talk to other people and it's like it wasn't drastically different like your mm -hmm. personality was both like it was very raw and authentic and mm -hmm. i really appreciated that well thank you and i also want to let you know that watching you do your job as an anchor had pushed me towards the direction of doubling majoring at sac state in uh really? journalism and film so. oh that's great yeah. wow. hey, also is it is it okay if i take these off because i can still hear you guys you can hear us but you can't hear the people on the thing oh yeah. okay all right just, okay you know just yeah, yeah, I always yeah, I always yeah, put one yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> he didn't yeah, want to hear you. So strange to yeah. <laughs> hear your voice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, so yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Okay. So earlier you said that you're also you're a part time reporter and you also do the um the the newscast. Yes. Which one? What's the major differences between the two? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think you know as a an anchor, you kind of have to look at the entire show as. Um, you you have to know everything about every story that's coming into the newsroom. You're the quarterback. Yeah, you yeah, it, it is the <laughs> yeah. quarterback of the entire newscast. And I would say the running uh, the running back is the reporter. You know, they they have their one specific job for the day, and they put all of their effort into that. But the quarterback, mm -hmm. you're looking at, oh, you can make that pass. You can, you know, <laughs> quarterback fake this way. You can do, you know, you kind of you kind of have to take a look at the entire field essentially just the one right and gotcha. so as i think as a reporter there's it it takes different skills to be a reporter and an anchor in my perspective at least do you have to be more um straight and straight laced and focused in being an anchor versus being a reporter or what type of skills uh, like uh, separate the two i think you have to be i think you have to be laser focused in both okay um the skill, I get. Do you mean by the work that it takes to put on on mm -hmm. the show, or the actual performance of the 
you know, either being on at the desk or out in the field. Cause I think there's a, you're using two different parts of your Correct. brain. I think when mm -hmm. you're an anchor, you're reading off a teleprompter, but you're also anticipating the next story. You're, it is somewhat, uh, you could look at it as somewhat of a performance in a way, but um, it's also your, you got to know the stories in inside and out. And if the prompter goes down or if there's mm -hmm. um, miss is spelled word that you don't even know what it is. You just have to be able to know what the story is. And if something goes wrong, you can pick it up, gotcha. you know, Ooh. and in the field, I think you're using a different part of your brain. You're not looking at a screen. You're, um, you know, you're not, you don't memorize. Some people memorize their, mm -hmm. their stuff, but a lot of people just know the story and then they're having to be able to just talk. Right. You know, so I think it's two different aspects. I think Adrian, uh, kind of bouncing off Jayla's question. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is act like we didn't hear that. Let's just move on, y'all. It didn't happen. Okay. Anyway, I was just going to ask, uh, between the two, anchoring and reporting, which one do you prefer? Oh, which one I prefer? Man, I love anchoring. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, I also like, you know, being out in the field and getting to meet people and mm -hmm. um being able to do a different story every single day is is the cool aspect of this job is being able to meet so many different kinds of people that I would have never normally met. Um, and so that I think they're that's really hard to choose between <laughs> the two of them. But I, I do love anchoring. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's you know, I haven't really thought about it. I've you know, people have asked me before, but it's um I, I just haven't come to a conclusion about it just yet uh-huh so tell me about like your your trajectory right so you went to college and you majored in um my undergrad was tv production and business tv production and business mm -hmm. you said yeah. undergrad so that means you went to graduate school yes for journalism oh mm -hmm. yes okay yeah and then from graduate <laughs> school you went to the news station um then yes from well it's kind of a long story. We got time. <laughs> hey, we, we got, got time. time. We got <laughs> no, no, time. Yeah. So yeah, um, my undergrad TV production to business, then my journalism program, and then I went off to my first station, which was in Pocatello, Idaho. Oh. Really small, small town, but it was such an a uh, an amazing like first mark. Yes, Pocatello, oh, wow. Southeast Pocatello. Idaho, just about a hour and a half south of Jackson Hole. So it just kind of a Jackson Hole, Idaho. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Okay. Yes. You know, I've never so wait, heard of these places. So, yeah. Wait, so <laughs> like, wait, for, what? For us, we know Boise. How far is it from Boise? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's about two and a half hours. From okay. Boise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like San Francisco. A lot of people they say say Boise instead of Boise. A lot of Boise. people say Boise, Boise. And everywhere else, but they say Boise. Boise. Yeah. Okay. You've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out so then you were in Idaho. Yes. And then you stayed there for? I was there for two years. Okay. And then I, you know, as my contract was coming up, I started just, you know, applying more places and um, went to Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, y'all know that I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I told> <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then I was in Tulsa for two years and then, uh, you know, I wanted to come home. It's, it was almost 11 years that I was like basically out of the house. Oh, you know, dang. so I wanted to just come home, be close to family. So here I am. Okay, so <laughs> welcome back. So, 
Tulsa, two years in Tulsa. So yeah. is that like normally the length of the contract? Because you were in Idaho for two years and then Tulsa for two years and then you wanted to come home. So yeah. is that the general or the standard? Yeah, you know, it kind of ranges between two to three years, um, mm -hmm. depending on where you're going, that sort of thing. Um, and when you're under contract, you you can't really break contract to go to another station, even right. if you wanted to. I mean, yeah, it's but. Um, generally two to three years. And if you're an anchor, it's usually, I would say five to seven, not positive on that, but it's usually they want to lock you in for a little bit longer because, um, that gives time view for viewers to really connect to with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get to know the anchors. Jalen. So my question is when you were, so you talked about having to, uh, really know the ins and out of the story. Have you ever encountered a time where the teleprompter went dark? and you had to pick it up and how Ooh. did you feel if you did that's a good one. oh man uh yes it's oh. it's happened to me before Damn. yeah it's um at my first market it happens um you know handful of times second market it's you know second market you said a was, handful of times yeah, yeah oh my yeah. gosh uh, <laughs> okay so i and the, i don't want to throw any shade right now it just <laughs> you know um and partially some of the stuff was my fault too because i was also producing the show when i was in um idaho as well and mm -hmm. sometimes you I don't know, it's it's you know when you're putting a show together it's easy to and especially being new you know you kind of leave out words sometimes or but yes the, as a prompter gone out thankfully it wasn't at the top of the show it was during the b block we were stable still able to get video and i remember the story what it was mm -hmm. so i was kind of able to talk over the video and say you know it was either i think it was something about um affair that was going on and when it was and thankfully like we were able to get it back after the next commercial break so it was only a couple stories i had to do it but yeah it's inside your you kind of panic a little bit yeah but you at that point you really have to um really have to just be present and be yourself hey things happen you know that's right and you just kind of have to work through it and <laughs> just have fun with it you know and it's it's the news no one's you know no one's not hurting anybody you just, <laughs> you just gotta roll with it yeah melissa that's absolutely terrifying. That's terrifying yeah. to think about. I don't, that's so scary. Um, my question is, if you weren't doing this, what do you think you would be doing? What do you think it would be in the same field um, or something completely different? If you didn't get the opportunities that you did, what do you think you would be doing? I have no idea. I have no. And that's okay. I no <laughs> yeah. I, you know. Um, oh, man. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, if I wasn't in news itself, I mean, I really wanted to do something in production and mm -hmm. movies or TV. Like mm -hmm. I love, that's what got me into news because I never went to college and thought I want to be an on-air news reporter. <laughs> never in my wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. If you would have said to me when I was in college, Oh, you're going to end up being a news reporter. I would have said, you're absolutely insane. There's no way. I can't talk on TV. I'm not even good at talking in general. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, I, I just didn't think that was, uh, I didn't think that was going to be in the cards. So, um, and we, you know, we can get into that a little bit later because I think that's a, a huge important aspect to my story, at least, is the just thinking that I wasn't somebody that was good enough, good enough for mm -hmm. the news, you know? Now, I don't know if you had already answered this question, but 
Why are you sitting there? <laughs> like, what but, you um, mean? Because he could have answered it in his, in his conversation. <laughs> but um, I don't, I'm not sure. So did you automatically jump into being a news anchor or were there steps you had to take to get to the news anchor position? Mm. So I, my first year in Idaho, I was just a reporter, but they put in my contract that I could fill in at the time um, if, I, if they needed me to. So, um, but it was kind of, you know, they kind of put the new people on the weekends usually. And um, so the first year comes around and people had left the station at the time and they needed somebody to fill in on a, like they right away, they needed somebody to fill in. And so they just, they threw me there and I just had to sink or swim. <laughs> sink or swim. Yeah, that's terrifying. So when you talk about um, the fact that you had to sink or swim, what was your, what was your, uh, your first big, I made it moment? Mm, oh, well, that's man. a good one. I don't think I, I don't think I'm ever going to get that moment and I haven't felt that moment. No, you're going to get your moment. No, you just haven't felt the moment, moment yet. Yeah. It's okay. Manifest. Oh, you're going to get that moment. Um, I'd, no, I don't think that's a good way to look at things, to ever think like, I made it. Mm. No, mm. I No, I think it's, you're always looking for that next thing. You celebrate the little victories that you get along the way. That's mm -hmm. what keeps you going. But I don't think you can ever just be like, Done. I made it. Hmm. I'm good. Let's I feel let's that. cruise. No, I like that. that's that's how you get complacent, and I, I I don't think that's a good thing. I like that. I like that. I like Do that you answer. still get nervous before you go on air? Oh, because you was nervous question. before you came on air with us. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, like, wondering. like, you're a news anchor. You're worried about podcasts. <laughs> right. yeah, that's chilling, man. You talk to millions of people. That's an interesting point that you bring up because. I think I was I didn't know what to expect here. I know what to expect when I'm oh. on at the desk because I've hmm. done it so many times. Gotcha. You know, so um, I don't really get as nervous as I used to. Okay. I used to get so nervous before, mm -hmm. but I was I was really good at hiding it. Mm. You know, I feel that. Yeah, I was really good at hiding it, and thankfully, when I when I get nervous, I don't get red in the face. I don't sweat. But my hands shout out shake. to Roland. So, I think he was as long as you don't look at my hands, then I'm good. But um, yeah, so some people they get nervous and they get red and they start sweating. Not mm -hmm. me for some Your odd hands. reason. But my hands shake. No, so I, I just that. hide them. I put them on. Yeah, the yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. your hands will say a lot. You could be like right having now. a conversation yeah. and yeah. everything's just. They're talking about the story over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did like yeah. Adrian with the spirit fingers. <laughs> Adrian. The purple reigns. Wow. <laughs> uh, my question is, I was just okay. <laughs> uh, I was just wondering, is there a big difference between the stations? Because I know you said you've been to a couple, so is there a big difference? Oh man, um, I think every station has. Um, I think most stations are pretty, you know, similar, I guess you could say, uh, you know, obviously different management and different ways that the newscast is put together, different shows that you have to prepare for. I didn't have a four o'clock show in mm -hmm. Tulsa and I, and I do now. So mm -hmm. the flow, the workflow of everything is, um, you can change from place to place, but the good thing just about 
news reporting in general, you take the same principles that you either learned in school, and then you went from your first market to the second market to the third market, you take that with you and you're making a big journalism reporting bowl of soup and you just keep adding little techniques that you le- yeah. learn from one person at your first market second. And um, so I, I guess what, uh, to answer your question is, you know, what changes between um, basically just location and culture, I would say. What do you like about Sacramento? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean. And have I, you survived a summer yet? Yeah, I moved here late July last year. Ooh. Oh, man, it was miserable. Yeah. And then I was here <laughs> yeah. for the 116 uh, record-breaking. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, that was miserable. Miserable. Um, <laughs> The, the rest of the year was great. I mean, yes, we had those winter storms, which was oh, wild. Yeah. But um, yeah, the summer is is tough here. But I, I, you know, I love the um, the restaurant scene in like downtown, midtown. Mm-hmm. Um, being here during the Kings, how, oh. how well they oh were my doing. Gosh. You got yes. here. You got here at the best time. You did. We've like, been dead for sixteen <laughs> yep. years. Yeah. I, I brought some luck with me. Because oh, <laughs> it, it ain't no the city was on fire we the beam everybody yeah. was happy everybody was so everybody giddy was yeah it uh, was there was praise walking down you couldn't you know certain streets were blocked up because you had people walking right. around cheering i was like i didn't know something like this before okay Man. yeah i, I felt the sense of com- the sacramento community yeah really coming for together sure. during that that was that yeah. was very I w- cool i would have never thought i'd see the day where people on twitter would call king's fans bandwagon Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I would never thought you would see the day. What? Everybody was like, so, 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 so when everybody become a Kings fan. When? I'm going to push back there because I'm not a Kings fan. It's okay. I'm, Welcome I'm not to Sacramento. Say it's fine. What, what team Wait, I, oh, what team? Lord. He a Laker fan. No. Okay, no, good. What are you? Not. Okay, good. I would I would like it better if you were a Lakers fan. So please <laughs> Wait, tell no, me no, what. Okay. Well, oh, he was Lord. in Oklahoma. Are you a Thunder fan? No. Okay. What in the world? What is Born, born raised Santa Cruz. Okay. Warriors fan. Oh. Oh, 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 wait, no, wait, 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 we'll give him a pass because their, their G League team is the Santa Cruz Warriors. I don't exactly. care. I'll give you a pass. I don't care. I'll give you a pass. At least somebody knew that. Hit the crickets again. No, I'll give him a pass. Hit the crickets again. But I swear it was, it was, um, hard not to like the Kings though. Seeing how much everyone got so juiced off of them mm-hmm. i cowboys was, the cowbells came back yeah oh yeah i have mine in my car come on <laughs> i do <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was amazing um melissa 100 percent warriors fan so you mentioned the difference in culture so is it or was it hard for you to adjust to the different cultures of each new station as you moved from state to state Totally. 100%. It's that's, that was a huge challenge. I think mostly for, um, Oklahoma Okay. because I'm from California, you know, and went to school in New York and, you know, Idaho had, it has its own culture, but I think, um, I had never been to Oklahoma before mm-hmm. accepting the job. So I just got in my car, got my truck, I got my dog and we just booked it for Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, um, but it's just, yeah, it's just different, um, different culture. I mean, I loved Oklahoma. Don't get me wrong. It just is mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not California. It's not where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And um, 
other than the accents, I think mm -hmm. uh, people just the way of lifer is just a little bit different out there. And um, different how? Slower? See. No, I, I would say slower. Um, hmm. <laughs> Nobody asked you this before. Ah, <laughs> uh, the vibe just the vibe itself is is totally different. But um, I think a lot of different communities. In, in my perspective, I don't know if there's any Oklahoma people listening to this right now. So <laughs> I've I'm never worried. been to Oklahoma. Shut up, Oklahomians. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been, you've been to Oklahoma? That was my Oklahomies. Oklahomans. There you go. Next. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Was that Next. Thank you. <laughs> why does, why, every time? Every time, Jalen? Can we mute Jalen? Let, let him finish talking, Jalen. Let him finish talking. I told you we can't mute him without muting the rest of us. So we just gotta... could just... <laughs> oh, Lord. So the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and the Oklahomies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trademark. All right. Trademark. <laughs> but very, very, very country. You know, yeah. um, there's a lot. It's, I guess you could, some people consider it the South. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Some people don't. They say it's the Midwest. I yeah. would consider it's very, has... It's very much southern in, in my perspective. It's yeah. uh, within what they call the Bible Belt, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just a, <laughs> you know, overall, just a different, uh, just a different vibe. Can somebody define Bible Belt for me, please? What? What is that? I would say it's... The Bible Belt? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys know what that is? No. You know what it is? I've heard of this before. It's a Bible oh. Belt, y'all. Why are we laughing? Is it funny? What's the joke? I want to yeah. laugh. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up just okay, so please. I can tell you the right one. The right. I'm gonna ask my. It's, uh, I guess it's kind of like a. a so the Bible strings. Belt states the term Bible Belt is usually used to describe these ten states: Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Arkansas, South Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Oh. Okay. Why is it go. called the Bible Belt? Um, because the area is heavily Protestant with a large evangelical community. But that's weird because they sent me. Well, they said in Northern Ireland, the area. <laughs> so I don't know why we went to Ireland, but they have these ten states outlined, and then they talk about Northern Ireland. So uh, <laughs> I would say this is where you find all the religious people, hmm. allegedly. Yeah. Ah, Bible. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um. So when we came, right, mm -hmm. and we were uh. I think Jada went on the teleprompter first and she did a pretty yes. amazing job. She did great. Oh my God, thank she you. Did, yeah. and then I, mean, Jaylen... I still have that video. I rewatch it like all the time. Like the hype just made me feel <laughs> okay, really okay, good. Thanks. Um, and then Jalen got on there and he couldn't get past a couple words yeah. without cussing at everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. That's not true. Mm. Mom, if you're watching this, that is not true. I have the video. Mom, if you are, I said, I you said, lie. I said, dang. Somebody lied. Anyway. <laughs> and so Him. the difference is... Uh, what do you think you would attribute the difference to how they had it? Was it because he was nervous or maybe a first timer? Like what type of. Well, so both that was the first time you guys had ever read off teleprompter, right? <laughs> um, so I was probably more in your camp when I started. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. She says, oh, wow. Come on, man. <laughs> without, yeah. without question. Um, and uh, I think when you're trying to be a newscaster, it, it 
comes off weird and it's oh, hard. Oh, are you trying? And I think so. No, I, I think, think he's trying too hard. Because he had his hands, he was over here like this. Yeah. I was like, what are we, what are yeah, we I think the difference is, just, was, yeah, it looked like you were having a lot of fun up there. Oh, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> that was, that you bring down. Thank you, Mr. She know what it is. Have yourself up, yeah. I think the, yeah, you bring down the stress level and it's just read, you can read, you can, you can talk. It's, you know, it's, it's not rock and science. I think it's, um much more hyped up than it really should be and uh but you know i i was exactly like that it's when a stress I started of, yeah. of, of messing up ah yeah, yeah or not was. knowing where the sentence is going yes. oh yeah and, yeah yeah you yes. know, sometimes and putting different inflection on different words is you know oh yeah so i think bringing it back to baseline of just reading it and being yourself and those inflections will come naturally Gotcha. So the follow-up question to that is, did you, do you feel like you spending those hours of um, making it to where, how you would talk helped a lot um, with the way that you shaped your voice on the news? So, well, when I go, when I read through my scripts, mm-hmm. um, I'll change sentences, not the context of it, but change the way the sentence is written. So it flows in my thought pattern better and that's that what sense. shows up on the teleprompter shows, what yes. you change mm-hmm. yes. that makes okay. sense i like that right yeah so at the end of the day it's that's my i'm i'm putting my face out there uh-huh. i'm going to change it how i want to change it gotcha melissa oh, no. let me go to melissa and then i'll come back to you so something i noticed when we interviewed who do we have uh mr roland yep the roland yeah. So oh, he was he was in the hot seat just like So something I noticed was that he was saying when he is like writing stories or a part of writing stories, he has to, and I think we asked him specifically about like black tragedy, he has to be careful about putting emotion in because the person who is reading that may not be able to portray that correctly. So he talked about taking the emotion out of it and not being connected to it. But I noticed that you talked about being connected to it. So it's not really a question, but just something that I noticed that there were like the two different things from behind the scenes and then actually in front of the camera. So that was just something that I noticed about being like connected to it differently. That That's interesting. Cause that's the first time me thinking about it like that. So hmm. Um, I, I'm learning something right now from that. And I didn't know producers kind of, um, thought about things like that. And that's, that's very interesting. And for me, I, it's less of how much I'm thinking about the store. There, there comes a point in time where I have to be able to get the content out. It's, that's my job. People are watching the news. They're listening to news and it's my job to get, get the story out there. So, um, it, it, there's a there's a way that you, or there's a a point in time where you really do have to kind of take yourself out of the emotion of the story, regardless of what kind of a story it is, you know. So, uh, but with Roland having to think about things on a, a deeper level like that, uh, that's interesting. Hmm. I had, yeah. Wow. That's, that's new to me. Adrian. Uh, I was just curious. But what do you do in your free time when you're not anchoring or recording? <laughs> oh. <laughs> when i get free time oh man oh uh, so when uh. yeah. <laughs> okay um yeah. you know i'm doing i'm here doing this podcast hey, <laughs> yeah. is it because it's a holiday or what no uh, this is just my scheduled day off so come on. Love that for you. Yes. 
and you always been with the fam. If you go into news, you realize that holidays don't mean anything to yeah. people on the news. It's okay. Just, hey, that's a, that's a work day. day. Is it on your day off? Cool. If it's not, come on in. Get here. your butt to the station. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, so I I like to play basketball, lift weights. Oh. He's not a hooper for real. Maybe you can help him. Maybe you can help hashtag BYLP at the next tournament. That's what I was going to say. You can't talk about being a hooper, Jalen, and I still need the video to see how bad we all are. I still swear you don't. You're going to laugh. Listen, I retired. I had to come out. I was in my Jordan. I was in my Jordan era after... After he retired the first time, uh-huh. he went off to go play it. baseball, uh-huh. and I had to come back. You, what did he do when he came back? <laughs> nah, but look, what did he do when he came back? He wasn't really that though, you know? Speak on it. Come on, Adrian, you Adrian, don't want to talk, LeBron. I don't want you to talk. Nah, Adrian, Adrian, <laughs> nah, Adrian is the best teammate ever. He is, he'll do all the dirty you work. you picked him. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and did you still lose? Did you still lose? What is with the hate, y'all? It's, it's not hate. It's facts. What if if you were playing the pastor team at the church, <laughs> no. what, the first game of the tournament? <laughs> yeah. You think the past? Do you think the refs gonna let so, the pastor lose? <laughs> so the pastor had. Wait. So the pastor had you airballed. I just want to be clear. Yeah. You know what? I talked to his daughter so before the it, game. I said, I'm going to take it. So the, light on the goal oh. moved. The hoop moved while you were shooting. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? It was rigged. They had a... They had a drone flying over. What the the was that? Oh, my God. had a drone. They had a drone, man. did what exactly? Threw off my equilibrium. <laughs> equilibrium. Speak on it. I, I can't stop, Adrian. <laughs> so you like to play basketball? Yeah. Don't listen to him. Um. And so, yeah. what else did you do besides lifting weights? Jalen done threw it and threw me all off. Equilibrium. Because what the heck is going on in here? Oh, oh my goodness. See. You can't take him nowhere. <laughs> yeah, because he'll be a, a what do you, honorary Indian. I'm telling you, man. Mister World, what? Oh God. Oh, okay. Um. So that's that. You you like to work out and and do physical yeah I love activities. Hiking with my dog. I, okay. I basically do that every weekend. Okay. You know, clear my brain. It's it's so a busy you and your work dog? schedule. What's that? It's you and your dog. Mm-hmm. You got a girlfriend? Oh. No. Real oh, you person. Not yet. Oh my god. Because you know he's in Sacramento and there's a plethora. Of women out here, so I'm just wondering. If anyone's looking, or come on, give me my a follow on the uh, IG. Oh, let's go, Brady. And we will be betting everybody. <laughs> just so you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to come to the hot seat too. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, what are your intentions? <laughs> we are gonna go through an interview process for Brady. You want to come? Because you know, because they they do pick anchors based on how they look. Let's keep it a buck. Right. And so you are obviously an anchor because they see something in you and they know that you would be easy on the eyes for the ladies. <laughs> oh, right. Ladies. Am I am I lying? Well, I, I don't, don't know. Don't do <laughs> okay, Brady. You don't have to you be modest, Brady. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, so none of the women have been in your DMs for real? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we're serious. It's the hot seat, baby. Oh, 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 we nosy. Huh? 
knows his rights. He knows his rights. He knows his rights. Good advocation. Good answer. Good answer. That's what he says. So are there any stories that make you uncomfortable, though, for real, like that you have to report on? Are there any stories? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I would say anything really involving children and and animals is not. I, it's that's a those are tough stories to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know we're going from stories that are often fun to do. Sometimes you're at a fair, you're at parade, you're you know. But there's the the tragic stories involving uh, kids is just it's really it's really mm-hmm. horrible. Some of the stories I've had to do. And do you do? Are there any stories that keep you up at night, like that you've had to cover, um, that you weren't? Uh... Yeah, well, there, like I said, there's been like there's been a handful of stories that you, I think every reporter can say this that will stick with them mm-hmm. for quite some time, and and you know, in a lot of cases, sometimes when you just when you get a breaking news call, you you're going somewhere, and maybe the police haven't done a lot to keep things away from the public. So you get there and obviously you have to keep your composure because maybe you have to go live in five minutes. Mm -hmm. You have five minutes to get there, see what's happening and be able to tell it in a, in a story that's meaningful, that makes a difference. And, you know, and you know, and that could be somewhat challenging to keep your composure during, during really intense, um, sad, tragic things. Yeah, yeah. No. So a follow up question to that: How do you how do you keep your composure on air when you have to jump from a fun <clears throat> scene to a tragic scene, and then you have to end it with the, a, a more lighthearted because you don't want to keep uh, leave the viewer with the lasting impression of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, it depends what kind of a story it is. Uh, there's no happy ending to a tragic car accident, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm not going to convince people to feel better. You know, if it's um, a drunk driving accident and um, a family is uh, was killed or something, there's nothing that I'm going to say at the end of that story that's supposed to make anyone feel good. In fact, we're telling you this because we're, we're sharing this with viewers to show the impacts of what drinking and driving can, what, what can happen? What mm-hmm. are the consequences with that? Um, and along with that, sometimes if it's a major accident, it's closing down an entire highway. Um, you probably don't want to take highway 80 if there's a massive car accident. So there's the, the aspect of, you know, letting people know about what is happening in their community. And sometimes it's somebody, um, that's of significant that passed away in a in a car accident like we had last week was the former um, restaurant the president of the a restaurant association here in Sacramento passed away and you know it's uh, he impacted so many people you mm. know within the communities a, a guy with a great heart um, you know helped a lot of mentored a lot of younger um, uh, restaurant owners had a huge, uh, you know, an entrepreneurial spirit and everything. So you share stories like that. So people can um, remember who this guy is and be able to offer their condolences to family members and to reflect on, you know, how this guy impacted the community. So you share those kinds of stories. But Mm -hmm. um, I guess going back to your original point, 
um, uh, my job is not to make people feel better about their themselves or their lives or anything. It's it's about the story itself, and this is what we have on the on the plate for today. Gotcha. Wow! And I think I respect that you keep it centered around facts and less trying <clears throat> to put rose colored lenses on it because I don't mm-hmm. think any tragedy is going to be a positive tragedy. Right. I don't, and I appreciate you for keeping it real because I think that a lot of times people may try to gloss over it or make it sound pretty when the truth is it's ugly and people need to realize that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, <laughs> I'm going to get y'all back in. Um, <laughs> what do you like the most about your job and what do you like the least about your job? Oh, man. Okay. Um, what I like the <laughs> most um, about my job, I, I love movies and s- the storytelling aspect. I mean, that's what got me into journalism in the first place was um, just the fact that I I like to be to follow a story and to know the characters within a story and learn about how they triumph over something you know and um, so I th- it started with me loving movies and loving to create stories and that ultimately translated into being able to do that every single day hmm. so that's great the so, but that also goes along with the part that um, sometimes my least favorite thing is that it's every day, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it's every single day you're on a deadline. Every single oh. day you have to have everything ready to go by four o'clock, five o'clock, <laughs> and six o'clock. For me now, I report for the 10 o'clock newscast. So it's 10, 10 p.m. at night. So um, I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's just a, a hustle. It's a mm. hustle every single day. And I like to think of it as like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Every single day you have a puzzle and you're working as fast as you can to put it together. Every day. Yeah, every okay. day. So it, it it's exhausting. It's, yeah. it's very exhausting. Let me ask you this because, and I hope I don't forget it since I was waiting until you finished talking. Oh, are you? do you ever bring in a story that you want to cover or are you always kind of told where you need to cover? So um, this is one of the aspects of the job that many people don't know about, but reporters look up their own stories and then they have to pitch them in the editorial meetings. Hmm. And that is one of the most challenging things. Um, and I would say that's what I think. That is probably the one of the most challenging things in this industry is finding stories, finding people willing to talk and identifying what makes a story, what doesn't make a story, and then being, being able to pitch it correctly to a room of all the producers, the executive producers, anchors, and everybody. And um, if they're on board, then great. Then you have then you go off and do your own story. But you have to come in every single day, regardless, um, two to three pitches. And um, be able to follow up on those pitches. If they say, mm-hmm. okay, go do that, then you have to go and do the story that you pitched. So um, that's uh, it's it's challenging to find those stories uh, every single day. Yeah. Wow. Well, make sure you keep in touch with us because we have some families coming over here with some complaints that uh, they have against school districts. Really? Um, and uh, we might be able to help you pitch some stories. Three <laughs> offline. We'll talk about this offline. <laughs> I'm trying you to bet. think about the two families we had in here today. One kid uh, had another child pee on him. Whoa! And there was no consequence really. 
And so I'm trying to figure out like, what can we do to put pressure on the school district to respond appropriately and not allow this administrator who decided to retire uh. to get away without addressing the harm that that caused. Yeah. Uh, because the little boy has now developed the tick because he, you know, he was being bullied wow. and they refused to deal with the bullying. So it went from him being bullied to the person or the kid following him mm. into the bathroom and then peeing on him. Oh my god. And so it's wow. like, okay, well, how can we get more of these stories out there? Right. You know, so that, you know, we can deal with them appropriately. Mm -hmm. Another instance today, because we've been in the, the office all day, it's mm -hmm. on the holiday, yeah. it's talking to families. Another situation, you have a seven-year-old child who is being targeted by his teacher. There's a bunch of write-ups, you know, and this is what they do with black children. They intentionally um, put them in situations and want to describe them as aggressive or that um, they can't control their body movements. And so there's excessive calls home and, you know, it's one thing after another. And so when you go in um, as a black parent to try to see what's actually going on on campus, mm -hmm. they want to describe you as aggressive. And so they like to do this thing where they put uh, restraining orders on parents who come in to try to deal with issues with their children because they don't come in, you know, um, always politically correct. They're upset yeah. because their babies are being targeted. Right. So I think we can help with the sourcing of, of uh, stories for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I know that we can get some uh, parents who will talk to. Right. Yes, sir. I do have a question. I want to go back to what you said earlier mm -hmm. when you said you had a you had a. Uh, a way of saying that you were not good enough. Yeah. And I want you to more elaborate on that. <laughs> okay. Because he said, I, we going to flash back. Cause I remember you uh, said we can yes. get into it later because <laughs> I think a lot of, uh, I could speak for a lot of people. A lot of people go through that same, yeah. uh, same thing. And I think that will help a lot of people to hear how you were able to face your demons or face your fear mm -hmm. of whatever it is and overcome that. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would say, let's see. So I think it all started really when I was in college and I was in my undergrad, it was TV production and business. And so I, I wasn't anything that had to do with being on TV. And we had our, our college or my college that I went to had their TV program and they had their own little newscast that they what did. What college was that? Hofstra. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Long Island, New York. And um, they had their own newscast and sometimes I would, um, write for the show. I, as a producer style, that sort of thing. And, um, I had a couple really good, um, mentors and, um, internships as well. And one of my, um, mentors said, Hey, you should just give it a try. Just give it a go. This, you know, um, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not very, I'm a little bit shy, a little bit introverted, you know? And, um, so I, I didn't really want to um, step out of my comfort zone in that in that context to be a news reporter. I just I, I just did not think that was going to be a good thing for me. So um, but a part of the class that I was in, you had to do a rotation within each position. Mm. So producer, uh, reporter, anchor, that sort of thing, you know. Um, so when I did the on air portion as the anchor. I totally just what you would say trolled the whole situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just was making fun of things and like, um, cause I knew I didn't want to do this. I'm just doing it because I have to. Oh. So I was reading off the teleprompter and that made things. And 
you know, because I wasn't necessarily reading the script. I was going off the script. I was just having fun. And then they said, oh, wow, that do you actually want to do this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is I'm just having fun here. <laughs> and that was the whole that, and that's the point I was trying to, to try to make is that I think there was less pressure on me to become a news reporter because I didn't really want to be a news reporter. Mm. But a lot of people, they go through, um, you know, their high school, they're part of the high school newspaper. Then they go to college, they go to journalism school. And then I want to be a reporter. I want to be a reporter. Okay. Lights, camera action. And, you know, we'll send it off to you in the field. And then they're like, I'm a news reporter in my, in their mind. And they try to fulfill this thing that they're doing. But for me, it, I never had that, that pressure. Cause I was always thinking, Hey, I'm riding this wave while I can, mm. you know? Mm. And so I made this reel and um, basically just sent it out across the country to like 60 different news stations. So, and at that time I still was like, I don't really want to be on TV that much either. You know, even at that point, but I had to create a reel for the class as well Mm -hmm. with all my um, anchoring stuff that I didn't really take all that seriously, you know, and I sent it across the country and I actually got um, a few job offers and one of them was in Pocatello, Idaho. And so I was like, wow, this is really wild that people want to <laughs> see me on TV. And I'm actually, so maybe, I don't know, maybe I could really do this thing. Mm. So um, at that point I was, you know, I was in New York. I had a, I was a freelance production assistant at CNN. So I'm also thinking I have this great job right now that could turn into a full-time thing and then work my up way up as a producer at CNN, which is just, it just seemed right. like the right move for me. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to step out of my comfort zone for once and just try to see what happens here. So I just packed up all my stuff, left Long Island, New York, drove across country to Idaho and um, even there, when I started, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm going to give it a, I was thinking in my mind, I'm going to give this reporting thing a try for six months. I'm just going to give it a go and see how, see how it works out. <laughs> and then six months go by. I'm like, that's when I started with like, oh, wow, I'm like really getting into this right now. And so, and that's when the roller coaster of like, you, you have slumps when you're a reporter and then you do really well. And then you you crash and burn and then you go back up. It's, oh, I, I think it's, uh, so I, <laughs> going back to the original point, I think is, um, the taking the pressure off of myself yeah. was really a key thing. So, and like I said, it all comes down to the rep- repetitions of everything because when you, the first breaking news thing that you're ever going to do, you're going to be terrified. The first time you have to, like go off script and describe a scene is going to be absolutely terrifying. But um, one of my mentors told me something really, really valuable is that um, every time you have that stomach churning feeling before you go live or you feel really uncomfortable in a live news situation, though that is literally doing um, a bicep curl. Basically, you're you're gaining strength through that because each time you do that, the first time that you get really uncomfortable on live TV, you're going to be all up like just high frequency, really tense. And but over time, that intensity in a live news situation slowly diminishes 
and then you're on a live news situation and um you don't really think about it all that much you're you're laser focused in on the story and how can i best tell the story taking yourself out of um thinking i'm a news reporter and thinking this is the story that needs to be told is a way better frame uh, framework for your mind to go into a live shot um how the how is the best way that i can um tell this story and make it interactive and everything but not think of myself as a reporter but as a person just talking about something you know mm-hmm. um yeah wow that's huge uh adrian do you have a, a last question Are we running out of time oh, yeah. yeah i do <laughs> uh, i was just wondering do you have any future plans are you planning to ride this reporting anchoring wave or yeah um at this point after being in the industry for this is going to be my fifth year as a reporter mm-hmm. so i i'm still very new at this and in a this uh, career sense mm-hmm. five years that's a drop in the bucket <clears throat> right. for a lot of these um veteran reporters so mm-hmm. um yeah i'm going to continue this i love doing it this is i can't imagine doing anything else hmm. so the fact that i was able to find this i'm just i'm, I'm blessed to to be able to I, a lot of people just don't find their passion and That's this right. was something somehow a miracle <laughs> that i was able to just fall into this in right. a way because yeah. i never wanted to do it like i mentioned mm-hmm. you, know? you thought you didn't want to yeah. do it yeah <laughs> now now i'm and now i'm here doing it and it's and um, I guess the, also the the moral of all of this is that I feel like anyone can do this job. Mm-hmm. If I was able to do this job, when you <laughs> anyone can do this job because I was just so shy. I wasn't able to speak well. I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. had I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself with this. And that's why I think it's so that I would share my story with somebody who's unsure about getting into this industry mm-hmm. like they think they can't do it i say no i completely not i think anybody can do this job if they're patient with themselves and and are able to get past uh the hard times because there are hard times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. melissa do you have a last question i do have a last question one i can relate to what he was saying about feeling shy and introverted that's how i was i've been on the podcast since it started i was there the first year that is exactly how i felt and i was like oh my god i'm only doing this because i love miss lorene she asked me to do it but i don't want to do this and now it is like the highlight of every week that i'm going here so Aww, I can so <laughs> and so my question piggybacking off of what Jalen said can you name three positive things about yourself Oh, Ooh, come man. on, self self assessment. Let's go. I like it. <laughs> oh, geez, three positive things about myself. Just uh, three. Okay, come on, you got um, it. Uh, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird to want to appreciate yourself? Come on. I know. Well, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at relating to people. I okay. think you know, relatable. Right, that's one. Um. Um, I I guess, uh, having, I guess a little bit of humility. I like to, you know, laugh at myself. Hey, if something goes wrong, laugh it off is another day. 
Okay. I think that's like a huge that. aspect. All right. Do I, I need I have that. To do one? one more. Yes, one, one more. more. One more. Come on. Gosh. Um, what was the question again? What do I like <laughs> about myself? Yeah. <laughs> Three things about oh. yourself. Positive attributes. Is that what you said, Melissa? Yep. Positive attributes? Yeah, um, do positive things. Things you like about yourself. Um, I think hard worker. I like the fact All that right. I'm a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. I get I hey when the when the work comes, I'm ready to ready to take it on. So I, nice. I think that's a necessary thing for this job as well. Nice. Jay, do you have a last question? Are you good? I don't, but okay. I appreciated this conversation. This is fun. I, it's like a deep look into what it takes to be an anchor. So I, I liked this conversation. You open a lot. for mentorship? You want a mentee? Yes, of course. Anytime. Ooh, Any on. question you, you want to ask me? <laughs> um, I, yeah, of course, I'll leave my number with you guys. Anytime, you guys, anybody has questions for me, I, you know, I would love to share what I know. Dope. Awesome. Jalen? Nah, I mean, he, he was spitting game for all the people who are <laughs> unsure about anything that they do because uh, I can relate to just the fact of you asked me <clears throat> two years ago what I think I'd be working here. I would have said absolutely not. That's I don't <laughs> oh. I don't know because no. And the reason why is because this is not my this is not my lane. I don't I don't like to talk to I'm not I'll talk to my circle. Yeah. And if you're not in my circle, I don't really want to talk to you. Yeah. But now coming out of it, I'm like. It took me this long to even talk to people. So, like, what, what, where was I at? What was I doing? So I can, I can relate to that. So I just. Well, I mean, you do a fantastic job, though. I mean, you guys are all pro, like pros at this, you know. And I've come <laughs> in here very like oh, I don't know how to do this, but you guys are all killing it. I mean, this this looks amazing, and and you guys do such a fantastic job. Don't make so me guys look like pros out there, so, You know, we're trying. So, we're trying. Yeah. Well, you know, it's my job to bring them up. Bring them up and teach them what I know. I don't know a whole lot because I was only on radio for two years, maybe three years. But oh, you, know. you have one oh something point three. That was bomb. No, I was on one oh three point five. One oh three point five. Thank the you, man. Then we need an yeah. explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was. I'm glad uh, I, in my former. I'm glad life. I'm knowing that now. <laughs> Instead of before, because that would have been a little bit more nervous. No, 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 no. no. I just love talking to uh, folks, and I love <clears> being <throat> able to kind of impart on them the things that I've learned, and also put them on the spot for them to think really critically in real time. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just about you know having something to say; it's how are you going to say it? What are you trying to communicate? You don't have all day, so let's get to it, right? And yeah. so, um, I think that they've they've shown tremendous growth over the years. Um, Melissa has, thank you, baby, I love you too. Uh, <laughs> Melissa has been with me the longest, and of well, besides my child. Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she started here, and just to see the trajectory and the growth over the years, and next season is going to be even better. Oh. Um, because Ooh. now they're a lot more seasoned, right? And they're they've found their voices. Um, so I'm super, super proud of them. But oh yeah. Thank you for coming. And Man. I want you, I mean, I don't know what your schedule is like, but we do have um celebration weekend coming up. We have our uh formal on Friday, the twenty-third of June. Yeah, um, very nice. Our family fun day on the twenty-fourth and our black grad on the twenty fourth. I'll be walking the stage, baby. There you go. Yeah. So if you want to come and hang out with us, please feel free, uh, as, along with those of you who are listening. If you're around and want to be in the building, make sure you register on our website, www.bylp.org. And Jalen has something to say. Yes, so, you sir. know, the Black Grab will be hosted by this team. The, the team. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, the team. And Ms. Madison. And Ms. Madison. Madison's going to oh, be Madison's here. Oh, Madison's going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. 
she's a part of our team. Yeah, she's a part of the team. Co-host. Yeah, she's going to co-host us. Oh, right on. So, come on through, too, and come say hey to the people. If you're off, of course. Yeah, yeah, because we don't want to get in the way of that. But also, you know, if you're interested in being in the dunk tank on Family Fun Day, we could absolutely make sure you get that, you get that, that, that privilege. So with that, yo, we have run out of time for today. We're going to hit you with the way. We're going to catch you next week right here on YouTube and Facebook, 4.30 PST. Jake will be in the building next Jake week. Next. Yo, 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 sports anchor Jake oh, is joining Jake. us. Yeah, he's going to be here. I'm actually going to take a step back and let the fellas uh, run point because they want to talk sports and I'm not doing it. Let's do it, Adrian. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Yeah, um, but that. I will be here to top off the show and to make sure everything is in motion. But then I'm going to sit back and watch what they can do. And so we're excited about that. So we welcome Jake next week. So with that, we are going to hit you with the wave. I already said that. Uh, Adrian, you got us? You going to start us off? Adrian, Millie. Mr. Come on, Melissa. Millie, Millie. Miss Brady, you got it? From the left Come to the right. On, yes. That's right. right. Your turn. Yes. <laughs> he is a 